This is Father Jared Kramer from St. John's Episcopal Church in Grand Haven, Michigan, here with today's edition of Christian Mythbusters, a regular segment I offer to counter some common misconceptions about the Christian faith. In the life of the Church, today is the Feast of the Epiphany, or Revelation, of our Lord Jesus Christ to the Gentiles. The Feast of the Epiphany on January 6th is actually the more ancient Christian feast, which celebrates the Incarnation. Christmas didn't develop until later. In Eastern Christianity, Epiphany celebrates the baptism of Christ, but in Western Christianity, it celebrates the visit of the Magi from the East, who brought gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh to the Christ child. In some cultures, like the Mexican community, this feast is actually the more significant, known as Dia de los Tres Reyes, the Day of the Three Kings. It is the three kings who bring gifts on this day, not the Santa Claus, with whom we are most familiar. And so, given this feast day, which in actuality celebrates some Persian astrologers worshipping Jesus, I thought today would be a great day to break the myth of what Christians actually believe when it comes to other world religions. The shorthand for this question is the Christian view on religious pluralism. Now, sure, every Christian tradition will nuance the question of its relationship to other faith traditions differently, most think that there are either one of two approaches, a traditional approach that believes followers of other religions are condemned unless they come to faith in Jesus Christ, the exclusivist position, and another one that basically says everyone's okay, everyone goes to heaven in the end. Christianity is just one of many paths, the universalist position. By now, you probably know me as someone often more on the progressive side of Christianity, but actuality, as with many things, the teaching of the church is just more nuanced than either a, the entirely closed or the entirely open side would lead you to believe. Writing the 3rd century, for instance, Origen was perhaps the first church father to fully engage the question of religious pluralism. Before Origen, those who wrote about pagan religions largely did so primarily in a dismissive fashion. Origen believed that eventually all people would be united with God through Jesus Christ, saying that even those who did not do so in this life would be given the opportunity following death to choose God. He said this was a possibility and not definite, but given eternity and God's love, he certainly thought it was possible. Now, make no mistake, Origen was certainly no liberal or relativist. He argued strongly that if only local convention and custom are the standards of religious truth, then religion becomes merely a matter of arbitrary arrangement or opinion, and you're kind of saved or not, depending on where you happen to be born. Instead of each locality worshipping the deity for that region or group, Origen insisted there must be one true God, and as a Christian he believed that Jesus directed people not to a local or tribal deity, but to the God of all people. He just also believed that in the end all people would hopefully choose that God. In the 4th century, Augustine of Hippo further developed Origen's argument. He went so far as to say that other religions were attempting to worship the same God as Christians, drawing from Neoplatonism, which believed blessedness was attained through participation in the light. Augustine believed that this was the same light spoken of in John 1, the light which enlightens all people. He would say that those of other religions are looking toward the same light as Christians. They seek blessedness in that same source. They offer worship and adoration to that same God. They just don't understand that light as fully as Christians do. Christianity, Augustine believed, was the sure path to fellowship with God, but Augustine did not merely dismiss other religions. He articulated his own belief in the superiority of Christianity, but he did so while arguing that the Christian path to God was to be preferred for the way that it drew people to proper devotion to the one God, but one could not say people could not find God 
elsewhere. What we see in the world and in our own communities of faith is humans seeking greater faithfulness to the one God in a variety of ways. We don't know for certain what happens in the end to those who practice other religions. We do not know for certain where those paths lead. But we do know as Christians that our God is a God of mercy and that, of course, even our own practice of Christianity, our own attempt to follow God, is often flawed by blind subservience to tradition or an an inability to see the image of God stamped on every single human soul. We can afford to become more generous and more curious with those of other faiths, even while maintaining our commitment to Christ. Thanks for being with me. To find out more about my parish, you can go to sjegh.com. Until next time, remember, protest like Jesus, love recklessly, and live your faith out in a community that accepts you but also challenges you to be better tomorrow than you are today.